0: and good afternoon oh my goodness what a day what a week what a a year <laughs> good afternoon everyone and welcome to my tech tuesday event let me just turn this down a little bit so we can have some fun here and i'm here to be some more facility is nice a little bit warmer than i thought my good friend ryan basari from Rawai just left We've been doing some wiring, tidying up in the new M16 right there behind me. Um, Hello, OI Lab. Good seeing you. Willie, greetings. Louis Trips. Good afternoon. D Car Plug. Thank you so much for joining. Boxer Savage. Doing well. Cannot complain. Hello, Scanny, Scats, (laughs) N-Y-M-Martin. Mad Bomber World. I'm great. Hopefully you're doing great. Much love. from. Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate that. Hello, Wolverine. Wow, Marco, good seeing you indeed, and thank you so much for joining. Thank you, CT2, but which car? Is it a K3V right here? Is it the M16 back there with the dual headlights? Which one is it? And for those of you on YouTube, thank you so much for joining me in this archiving moment. And for all of you on Instagram and throughout the social you know, podcast networks, if you don't follow us, BC Moto, where we do some really cool stuff on YouTube, please go and do that afterwards. Hello, Bud Sampson. Good seeing you. Thank you so much for joining. Hey, KW Suspension, who just allowed me to just experience one of the most exciting opportunities of my life, which is racing the K3V at Button Willow, which is amazing. Thank you so much. Both of them look great. Thank you so much. I have the pink and, and, and like, uh, slate gray, I have the Miami blue and, and neon yellow. It's great. Thank you love the new color on your porsche says our um we parse thank you so much sir what's up bc missed another awesome rap on the new porsche actually a lot of people think it's the red um red one we built it's not it's actually a different one and forgive me for those of you on youtube and forgive me for those of you on the podcast but i'm going to go ahead and raise the camera here and you see right there so the red one is right there the red um is right there in the back that is not the same car as another 935 which is pretty crazy so we have the red 935 which is air cooled we have the k3v which is electrified we have that right there which is water cooled it's quite a quite a few indeed. you know i was gonna do this live later today so i can watch it live sorry the kid but i will have this second best i will have this definitely on igtv here i will have a cut down cleaner version on YouTube, and if you have any podcast opportunities, I will have um, that uploaded as well on Spotify, um, Anchor, um, what's the, name of the popular one? Um, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, iTunes, it's all there, you know? There he is, the late BC. Well, the late means I'm dead, right, Cobalt? <laughs> so, believe it or not, we were doing some wiring on that, and that got a little out of hand, and then Ryan from Rival was here, we we're talking about you know, the future of mobility and some cool stuff with BMSs and all like that good stuff, and we got kind of carried away. So forgive me, Corvaux. So sorry. Hello, 90 squeer ha <laughs> Desperately waiting for the lean pin to drop, says my film story. we story toil. I'm so sorry. Um, I had the opportunity through lean to get a, a few pins of the K3V and then one very quickly. I have not even got pins of the M16, which is amazing, and I'm waiting for those as well. I don't even have any myself, and it looks so good. It has a flame shooting out the back, and it's so awesome, because it's gonna be a flame shooting monster, you know? I think you have a car fetish problem. Time to get a bigger warehouse, says DJ Ramarafi. You're probably right. What I'm trying to do is thin out the herd. So I've started to get rid of some of my cars, and many of you may be sad. I did get rid of the AW11 to make space. Um, I have the CRZ, which I need to get rid of as well. I have a 914, which I really want to build, but I have to get rid of that. It's just, it's getting kind of crazy here. So I, I need to thin the hut a little bit, you know? From Dream Garage in the UK, Charles Hearn. Good seeing you, Charles, indeed. Hello, Nga. Thank you for the kind words on a nice BC Moto Porsche Cup shirt. I have that on the website. And you got one, too? So Nga, I hope you are representing properly. How was a Long Beach Cali trip? Very, very pleasant, indeed. Um, Join right as you were talking about flame shooting. Now I'm really excited, yes. so. If this one right here next to me shoots flames, I'm in trouble. (laughs) But that one is built and designed to be a flame-throwing idiot. (laughs) You hear that, young lady? You're going to be a flame-throwing idiot. Um, The goal is every time I desail, just flame just like the 935s did back in the 70s. And and at Liberty, I can do boost control and do some crazy anti-lag, and it's just going to be bananas, you know? I wish other Honda boys could move up to Porsches. I wish the responsible ones would, not the ones that misbehave. Not the rumor mongers, not the ones who are negative, just the really nice, good, hardworking ones, by all means, you know? Build up lists for storage. That would just be a bad thing for me, Uwe Parse. Building up lists for storages will make me get more and more cars, which I don't want it to do. <laughs> uh, is the CRX still alive? Says 90 Skiworks. Now I know that, it says Skiworks, like CRX. Um, not under my possession. So my good friend, twins, by the way, my good friends, Edgar and Eric, I passed on the CRX to them for pretty much nothing so that they can put it back on the track. And it's been many years, but it's coming out. I still have an insight over there, but the CRX is no longer my possession, you know? So here's what I want to do. People are asking me is the M16 the same car as the K3V? And it's not. So the K3V is a full electric 935 that is built in the memory of the Gauzy team that had a Kramer K3 setup. In the 80s and since I have a JDM background and there's a Japanese team campaigning the Gazi Porsche I want to pay tribute to that. This right here is a petrol M16 so it's America's answer, Dan rest in peace, America's answer to the K3, much more aerodynamic to some extent, has a lot of nice cues that are very interesting that help with downforce on the fenders and the rear because they're limited to what they can do with the wingspan. So, it has dual headlights, as you can see right there. There's one, two dual headlights in the front. Forgive me on YouTube. Uh, that one is a petrol engine. Uh, has a 996 twin turbo setup, 997 gearbox. Quite different, liquid to air intercooler, just like they did in the 935s. Um, let's see, what else is interesting on that? Ah, it's a few inches wider than the K3 and much longer, like a good foot, foot plus longer than the K3. So it's a quite menacing look. And of course, as the K3 is silent, the M16 is its evil brother evil twin brother with all the flames and, and madness going on and it, it's very possible guys that this may be my forgive me maybe my last petrol engine as a build from bc moto internally i will still build petrol engines for the oems as they deem it necessary i'll still build for customers as they deem it necessary but um in-house passion build this may be my last and that's why i put so much technology i'm still wiring this stuff today i'm still doing some can can bus communication today as you speak Uh, Where are you from? Originally I'm from Nigeria, West Africa. Came to the United States to go to school, study engineering, and stay, pretty much. The kid is crying. Now, you still see me build things for customers, but for me, BC, myself, this may be it. Will I do a hybrid? Who knows. But will I do a pure petrol? I don't know. Thank you, Fox Designs. And the Fox, I know you've been trying to get a pin. I'm trying to get a pin of these as well. The pin is so cool. It has flames shooting out the back. It's the most gorgeous pin I've ever seen from Lean. I'm trying my best, you know. Hello, Martin. Good seeing you indeed. Hi, Gift A1073. Thank you for joining. Go to Nürburgringet. I would love to. I've not had the opportunity to race in Germany at all. So I, I welcome the opportunity to be able to do that. Um, if the moon's aligned with this whole COVID thing and traveling, it'll be fantastic, you know. Wow, Kovot has a six hour interview with NASA Ames Research Center on Thursday. Good luck to you, sir. That'd be great. I hope you get that. It'll be great. And if I can build you a cool Porsche. <laughs> it would be more fantastic, you know? Um, do you ever see yourself making something like Safari Build? I don't. Um, I'm not really a trend follower. As you can see, um, 935s are not the popular race-themed tributes to build, and it doesn't matter to me. I just love the boxy look of the 935s. So you'll see more than 935s come from me and not following a trend. Well, I feel the Safari Build stuff is a bit of a trend now, and I'm, it's not my cup of tea. So. As we sit right now, I will, I'm not building one internally. If a client comes, I'd be more than happy to, but I have no plans as we speak, you know? I'll be a two guard in Germany. Thank you so much. I look forward to that. I may take it that up on that, no miss with Smith. No miss with Smith. There you go. My thing keeps going to this weird dark mode, which is interesting. So I'm trying to keep, forgive me if I keep touching the screen. Is the M16 faster, more horsepower than your Blue Twin Torber? Yes, absolutely. Not only is it faster, it has much more technology in it. Um, from an engine management perspective, you know, the, the blue iRock is a twin turbo as well, but has a Series 2, like an older system. Um, not much CAN in it. Um, this one has a full CAN PDM, full CAN communication with a dash, full CAN with all the sensors, um, liquid to air instead of air to air. And that, I never did like the air temps of the iRock because the deck lid had the heat exchanger and heat rises. so. Even though you like to think that air forces its way into the top of the wing to help cool down, I was never really, I was closer to 20 degrees above ambient. With the liquid to air in front, um, good thing as well, AJ, I, based upon my experience with the center seat Porsches, typically hover around ambient. So if it's 8 degrees outside, it's 8 degrees in my engine. If it's 60 degrees outside, it's 60 degrees in, in, in the intake. It's really good, you know. Any off-road builds on the horizon? Caucasian, let me see, can I say this? Our goal is in 2021 to build something for our partner Hyundai. So that may happen, you know? How did you do the anti-like setup on the 850 horsepower twin turbo 911? Quite simple. Using Series 2, it has a fixed um, setup in terms of reduction of ignition timing. So I think I pulled 17 degrees timing as a negative value, fixed. Um, I added about... 89% more fuel, when that happened, I limited it at 4,500 RPMs, and I initiated it based upon vehicle speed. So whenever I'm below seven miles an hour, I can floor it past 80% throttle, it'll retard timing to the fixed uh, negative value I have for ignition timing, and add the fuel, and flames just come to life. Um, on this one, I'll do something different. Um, I'll also have it based upon vehicle speed. On this one, i also have a button for rolling anti-lag, and I will base the amount of retard on the amount of boost I build. So if I'm at a low boost threshold, let's say 5 PSI, it will pull more timing. If I get to 10 PSI, it will pull less timing to keep me there. So it should be pretty, pretty accurate. Sal, today is your birthday? You're kidding me, Sal. Today is in Kiruka's birthday as well, my daughter. You guys are born this- that's crazy. Sal, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Oh, Kiruka get a kick out of that. Oh, my goodness. My friend bought a 944 and he wants to do a rally build. Which things do you recommend? Well, building it properly the first time, finding a proper fabricator to do in your local area that can do a good job—not just trying to cut the budget and do something cheaply. Um, 944s. A lot of people. I'm seeing a lot of LS builds in those. I kind of like to stay with the Porsche realm. If I was going to swatch something out, I probably would either most likely do an EV project. But choose, beginning with the end in mind and choosing the right parts is the best way to go to make that happen. And finding a fabricator that's very well versed in that environment to do a good job for you. Hello from Italy, says HQ Level Simo. Good seeing you do. Yeah, happy birthday to Kiru. So, I was going to tell you guys about my experience last week with our friends from KW. They had this tech day where they brought up quite a few dealers and partners out, and they rented out the entire Bun Raceway, which is a little bit north of Los Angeles, about two and a half hours north of LA. And it's a very nice track, very technical, which is great. And I took the K3V out there, the electric vehicle, and I was really terrified. And it was terrified because my first time, I, I, I've done a bunch of driving around the street because it's street legal. I did a rally recently for 102 miles of just punishment on the car, which is great. Then now it's taken to a track to get some really good data, which is fantastic. So we're also filming with one of our partners. It's a company uh, called Tesuma, and they're going to make something really unique with this car. And they want to get some content with that. So I was waiting for them to show up. But I did something very interesting. Um, I found out how critical it was for me to monitor and regulate my battery temperature. So thermal management was very important. And not what you would think when I was running away with temperatures was having thermal runaway. It was the other way around where my battery temps were too cold. I was there about 10 to 11 degrees Celsius. And based upon my Durate function on my BMS, on my Orion BMS, I didn't allow for much Discharge or charge at the low temperatures. And we touched my battery boxes, they were ice cold. And my car barely had any power. So I had to drive around the pits, drive around the pits to warm it up. And then finally, boom, I had full power and I went on the track and had some fun. And it was the most amazing. Experience. I mean, this car has no lag whatsoever. I've I've raced Butterwheel quite a few times with the center seat Porsches or the NSX. And this thing, this K3V. My goodness, it was amazing. And then it was great that I had guys from KW there because I gave them some feedback on how the vehicle leaned and how it felt on the track. And then I made some custom, I didn't know they could do this. They could make some custom uh, stretch for me. Some custom valving, which I had no idea. So for those of you who are hardcore enthusiasts, um, KW could make custom units for you, for your race program, on and off road, which is great. I just thought that KW, shame on me because they've been my partner for years, that all they did was just commercially available stuff. You bolt it on and have a good day, but they can actually custom valve for you. So I'm so honored that they allowed me the opportunity to race. I'm smiling because I'm so happy and how exciting it was. And I'm going to put a video up soon. Um, Miguel um, is up, up front. He's actually editing the video right now. I'm going to put a video up. He's going to be fantastic, you know. Um, I haven't tuned it yet, Max. So we'll see. My goal is to improve on the IROC. So my IROC did 850. Let's see what I can do with this one, which would be pretty good, you know. Um... Hello, uh, Fresno, California, KW's, industry. yes, they are, absolutely, Meg, yeah, good guys, good afternoon, Rod Motorsports, good seeing you, Ricky, Ricky, you said you like this, thank you so much, it's, it's, it's really a cool car, it's really cool, so what I'm doing now is, um, guys, I hope you don't kill me, but how the, how the M16 looks now, um, everything's gonna come off, because I have to take it back to Randy, uh, my good friend at um, uh, DreamWorks Auto Center in Rosemead, to wet sand the car so right now it looks nice and shiny right but it's not even wet sanded that's how good a job randy has done so but all these whole stickers and livery have to come off and we have to wet sand it and then to go back so i'm trying to do as much as i can and then take it from there hello chop chop i miss you i need to come out to vegas and see you soon um so much is happening uh, i just finished building this crazy 935 finished racing this one last week after our crazy rally life is just fantastic i'm, I'm so honored you know Which wheels am I using on the blue Porsche? I'm also using wheels from our friends at Brixton Forge. So, the Brixton Forge, they're 18s in the front, 19s in the rear. Uh, My good friend Rod um, from RS, from Race Service, said I should really have done 17, 19. He's probably right. I guess the 935 look is kind of, with a super tiny wheel and a big one in the back. Maybe I'll exaggerate on my next one and do like maybe 17 and 20. (laughs) But it's pretty cool, you know? Six, you missed it, Luis. Um, It was amazing. The car performed like crazy, and I did five laps, and once again, I'm air-cooled and convection-cooled. It did five laps, and my temps went as high as 84 degrees Fahrenheit, which is not bad at all. And that was fantastic, and, but here's what pissed me off, and I got upset. Thank you so much. Um, thank you so much, J-Doc. Appreciate that indeed. That, a lot coming from me, because you're very particular. You have great style. There are no charging stations in Buttonwillow. And that really made me uncomfortable because a lot of people do race there with EVs. And I even remember that uh, the guys at um, Unplugged uh, Performance, they have track days there with all Teslas. And they have to drive 15 minutes away just to charge and come back. And I I need to get something, I need to make something happen. If there's a track in California that you feel that needs to have a charging station, hit me up. Um, let me know if you have a contact with the owner of the track or someone who is in charge of giving the permission to do some modifications to the track, or, 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 or how should I say, construction, so I can get some charging stations there. So I'm gonna bend over backwards to make sure that Button Willow gets a charging station there, or multiple charging stations, um, courtesy of Blink, whether it's fast charging DC to DC, or even something, level two, something. There's nothing there at all, which is sad, you know? Um, The RV connectors bring your own charger. Yeah, but how great would it be to have a direct DC-to-DC, like a Chatamo or a CCS? How great would that be? You could be in the pits, charge for 20, 30 minutes, and you're good to go again. I mean, that would be fantastic, right? Um, Aren't there tracks out there? How far do you ever get 50 kilograms? So it's... I don't know. I don't know. Um, They do have 220, because there are quite a few tracks that have uh, stations for... uh, fabrication and and repair and all that fun stuff. So I'm sure they have 220. But to get a DC, DC, I don't know. I really don't know. Something had to happen. But um, for me to go there to the track and race and have no means of charging, that was a little bit annoying. That that didn't work, you know? Start going up in 5 and 6. Not bad. Sleeper fi- versus Flash. That's really good. Hello, Leonardo from Brazil. Good to joining you indeed. Thank you so much. Um, it looks like... Uh, Superfirst Flash is gonna invest in what wow, I think it's a good idea. So their stocks started off very high, had a slight dip, but with their initiatives they've had recently, am I supposed to talk about this? <laughs> they've been doing quite quite well, so it won't be a bad idea. It wouldn't be a bad idea. Them and there's some other there's some other outputs out there that are doing fairly well. Hello, Alex.59. So, in a nutshell, two 935s right behind me. There's another one right there. So it's a factory 935 right there, courtesy of Rod Chung from RS. There's a K3V right here as well. There is the 935 M16. And I'm going to give you guys a little hint of what's going on. There's one more 935 in in paint. Fox Design, you hear that? One more 935, so maybe we can do something, you know? Ah. Were you originally going to run your cage behind the dash more front-wheel drive than the current location? Um, For which car? Let me know which car you're speaking of. Hello, Malway. Always winning. Good seeing you, indeed. What's your secret to always being happy and cheerful, um, enjoying life? Even yesterday, I went to a physician. Okay, years are my family, so I'm gonna break this down to you. So my wife Hetty took me to the doctor yesterday because I've just been really out of it recently, and uh, I was given advice to slow down, <laughs> to really slow down, because I'm really working like crazy. I work every day. There are people who come here even on Sundays to see me. I work constantly. I really enjoy what I do. And I feel that torture is having that life where you do something and you hate it. Having to get up and go to work and you don't like it. That's torture. But I really love what I get to do. I really do. To Think about this. M16 was on a sheet of paper in March this year. That in January last year, the K3V was on a sheet of paper. And these cars now exist. I have the unique opportunity with my partners and my great team here to bring creations to life. And that makes me so happy to be able to draw something on paper, program, and create, and then drive and experience it. It's the most amazing thing. So, what is there not to be happy? Then, my family life, I'm very happy. I have a beautiful wife, beautiful children. It's just a great, my life is fantastic. I have great friends. Lauren and I are here. Um, haven't seen her in a while, but we went to school together studying engineering. and. She's been a very positive influence on me as well. Um, Watercourt's asking, do you build a 935 body as well? No. So, my wife, Hetty, is very resourceful. I don't know how she does it. I don't know how her contacts are, but she's very connected. And she was able to source the 935 body for this K3V. We can't get it again. They won't even sell it to us, because I guess whoever sold it has got in trouble. She also sourced the M16 and also recently sourced the next 935 we have coming, which is amazing. So... um, Two words says Mike, Bronikowski. electric E30. That would be so great. I think uh, Tessa Beamer already did that. So that's pretty cool. If I was to build a BMW and it was going to EV, I'll probably put it in the same genre. There's James right there. I'll probably put it in the same genre as the Group 5 cars I have around me, Group 5 tribute cars I have. So it would probably be a CSL, wide body. I know that BMW had some challenges with reliability in those races. And that's why a lot of times they not podium. So imagine me being able to recreate that with something much more reliable. That'd be cool, right? But yeah, I don't want to put more on my plate. It's already crazy. <laughs> thank you so much, Water Coolt. Uh, thank you, Ricky, I appreciate that indeed. So, um, beautiful thing is to live life doing what you're passionate about. Absolutely, I'm, I'm very fortunate, you know? Yeah, It's a I made a Tesla Power D30 and it's a real monster. Yeah, it absolutely is. Beautiful, it's white, it's convertible. And he shares a lot of which I love about him. He shares his experiences, which is great, you know. Yeah, electric M1. Ooh, that'd be good. But I think that's been done too. I think the gentleman in Ireland who does a lot of um, EV conversions and experimentation. I think he built an M1 already as EV, you know. I kind of like to do my own thing, you know. Um, still waiting to hear back to get you the two in my car next month, 2020 Veloster, um, the one R spec. Send an email to my friends up, up there, right up front. My team is right up front, sales at Bismo.com. We're going crazy here at the shop, so we've actually shut down for Dyno Tuning. If you need help in me being able to bench flash your ECU, I can do that. But to go on Dyno Tune, I've really, I need to catch up. I have so much. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine six, seven, eight, nine. Nine cars that have to be finished for customers in the next three weeks, four weeks. I can't take anyone in right now, so forgive me. You know, but guess what? I'm here with you doing Tech Tuesday. And speaking of Tech Tuesday, I want to talk to you guys about something interesting. So, I haven't even opened this up. This is a box with a clutch assembly from my guy's action, and you see that's an action clutch right there, and a small logo right there. And this is for an EV project that I have. So I'm using a Net Gain motor in a Caterham setup. And what I'm doing with that is using the factory gearbox with this clutch assembly so that the person can have an EV capability, no stalling whatsoever, the amazing power, much more power than a petrol engine, and be able to shift very nicely. And I'm going to use an VCU for that as well, which is fantastic. But I keep getting these questions from people about, BC, um, how can I break in a clutch? what I'm supposed to, but I have a race car. So how does that happen, you know? And other than that, I'm going to get to your question, Mimi, because that's a very good question you have there about how I learned to turn. So here is how I break in my clutches. Ideally, you want to break in a clutch driving normally for 500 to 1,000 miles, just driving normally, no standing stars, no misbehavior, driving around. But what if you have a race car that's not street-y and you can't do that? Well, I typically do that on the, on the dyno, so I have the opportunity by doing partial throttle tuning, where I you know, engage and disengage the clutch, and I do partial throttle tuning at 2,000, 2,500, 3,000, 3,500. So I, when I say these numbers, I'm actually using my dyno, the hydraulics of my dyno, my dynopack, pack, to lock the RPM at 2,000 RPMs and vary the throttle, and then tune for ideal ignition timing and ideal fuel ratios, especially in partial throttle. I'm shooting more towards, towards uh, how should I say, stoichiometry. And I do the same thing in 2,500 RPMs and then 3,000 RPMs, and then thirty-five RPMs, not all that fun stuff. And that way, I'm gradually engaging and disengaging the clutch at, at lower power levels and embedding the clutch material. And then after that, I begin my sweeps. Now, I've had customers come here with clutches that are not broken in properly, and they tend to slip. And could that happen to me? It can, but has it? No. And the reason why is I also over-clutch for my setups. And you may, you may ask, what do you mean by over-clutching for your setups? Well, if I have a 500 horsepower setup like the center seat Gold Hot Wheels car, I get a clutch like a 2ms from them that can handle 700 horsepower. So I never have the torque overwhelming capability that I may see if I use a clutch that was just set up perfectly for that. Because of the way that the diaphragms are designed from action, I don't have any problems with any pedal pressure effort, that's more. It's a dual diaphragm or heavy pressure diaphragm, six puck sprung setup, and it works well. So that's what I do. So, Breaking on the dyno is the way I do it, and I do a good hour plus, partial tuning anyway, so it works out, and my clutches are always over clutched for my application. The wagon, even though I didn't eclipse a thousand horsepower mark on that, I got a twin disc that's set up for a thousand, so I have no problems whatsoever, which is great, you know? Long time no speak indeed, I did good. How have you been, sir? So I think a question came up earlier about how did I learn how to tune? So here's what happened. Um, A while back, I'm talking about as far back as 1993, 1994, I would take my car to this tuner, and the tuner would expire my engine. Now, they weren't very comfortable with my setup because I was a small displacement, 1.5 liter engine, with twin Makunis, so it's carbureted, side drive Makunis, and a lot of people weren't comfortable with that, but this tuner said he was, and I'll go to the track, test my car, and say, okay, I know I need more power, um, I'm going to go to tune it. And I had a, what is known as a hall meter. I, should show, I think I've showed it to you guys before. It's this narrow band device that allowed me to see fuel ratios. It's a really old school, right? So that being said, I had the opportunity to go to the track, see it was really, really rich. Like, okay, that's not good. I go to tune. the guy got my engine. And it happened so much, so much, that I said, enough is enough. I, as an engineering student, I need to be able to learn how to tune myself. So... I used my hall meter and noticed that in the 10 bars that showed Rich, in the fourth bar that depicted Rich was my best power. And then I just used that as a way of tuning while I was on the track. So I'm racing, I'm watching, and then I started going to dyno, I started playing around with it. And so I started tuning with my own car and then reading books on tuning. And as I tuned my own car, people came to me and said, hey, BCO car's really fast, who tuned it? I did it myself. Oh, could you tune mine? And that's how I started. So it ended up working out very nicely. So that's how I was able to start tuning. And then, I didn't stop there, based on my experience. I indeed had to now explore classes. So I took EFI 101 with Ben Strader and learned even more. And then I also had the opportunity to visit AEM. Um, they used to have tuning classes at the time as well and had a good time doing that as well. So it was, it was really fantastic and I had a great time. And uh, that's how I learned how to tune. Now I see a question came up earlier about the K3V and the clutch system. Well. The K3V puts out 636 horsepower and a ton of torque, like 701 pound-foot of torque at 1 RPM, which is ridiculous. Um, and no, sir, I cannot change your Elantra GT to Lamborghini. I could if you brought the Elantra GT, you brought the Elantra, added about another $250,000, and then I can get you a Lambo. Pretty nice one, indeed, you know? Um, Rob Moore Sports. no. I was running on my CRX Duma Coonies. And then uh, side jump because I had 40s. Then I upgraded to 44s. And then I upgraded to 50s. Um, well, I tried to get 50s from Japan, but they had to go to Weber and got 50 DCO SPs. And then end ended up going to 55s in the same CRX with a larger motor. I ended up going from the 1.5 liter to a 2.4 liter uh, Accord engine from uh, the uh, early 90s Accord F22A engine and then transported that engine into my inside, still carbureted. And then when I got the limitations of flow with the 55 DCOSPs, I then went to Kinsler side drafts, or, or Kinsler ITBs. So it was through my efforts that Kinsler, a lot of people don't know this, was able to infiltrate the Honda market. So prior to that, they did no Honda ITBs at all. As a matter of fact, I have the very first Kinsler Honda ITB upstairs in my mezzanine. And initially, I remember, who's now my mentor, I remember, Jim Kinsler said he didn't want to do it and then finally did and fast forward to today anyone who's fast in the Honda community, naturally Aspirated is using Kinsler ITBs and that came from yours truly, it was pretty cool. Um, any brake overheating issues? No brake overheating. As a matter of fact, if anything um, um, with the K3V, Luis, is my batteries were cold and it limited my power output. It was very cold. So that being said, um, I haven't had a chance to do much of anything. Ah, News update says uh, d ling you just came in time. I had the opportunity after doing some rally racing on the streets of Los Angeles and Malibu, all the way down to, um, was it Newberry Park that we went to? Anyway, I had the opportunity to race the K3V at Buttonwillow. And I'm gonna put the video up soon here on Instagram. I'll put some excerpts and put the proper video up on YouTube so you guys can see. So if you haven't followed me on YouTube, after this, go right over to youtube subscribe to bc moto hit the notification bell and every time i put some cool videos up you'll be bing notified and you'll be good to go you know are you familiar with the rs future amir's time Tech case swapped nsx if yes what are your thoughts so yes i've known amir for a long long time as far back as when amir had a white 911 that he used to race um, and that nsx actually almost used to live here prior to amir acquiring it from scott who bought it as a high mileage setup with a C-Series, turbocharged it, had fun, and then sold it to Amir, and Amir took out the C-Series, put in in K, and then I think he actually won his class this past weekend, which is great. I think it's a very creative setup. I think it's clever for him to use a lighter, much more supported platform as a power plant using the K. And the car is really cool, and it sounds good. When I was out testing on, Friday, on um, Thursday, he was there too, testing. It was great, fantastic. Hello, Pure All USA, good seeing you. Oh, guys, Pure All, my partners, they helped me with this project here. They helped me with this wonderful car here. It's my oil of choice. They have now opened up, again, due to popular demand, their sponsorship program. So, Pure here. So I know I'm going to get in trouble, guys, but I don't know what oil you're using, but it's the best compound I've ever experienced as a chemical engineer. That's pretty a big statement because I've tested all types of lubricants out there. I would highly encourage you to please hit them up, DM them here, tell them BC sent you for a sponsorship and that BC said spo- you guys will sponsor them, and just do it. BC said, sponsor me, and they make it happen. Zakun, no, I don't speak Spanish. But that doesn't stop you from still hitting up PIRR and getting a sponsorship. So see all these people will say, PIRR number one, thank you so much. I'm sorry, PIRR, I'm doing this to you, these are my family members here, my friends and family here on Tech Tuesday. Take care of them. They're going to send you a ton of DMs right now. <laughs> Asking for sponsorships. Do it. Ah, one name, Mada. Kekwana? Iman Move says, You're doing really great. A job. I don't speak Igbo, but I know that for. Oh, look, I was just speaking proper Igbo to you. Well, I'm not going to speak Igbo. I'm not going to speak Igbo. Go primary, go secondary. we Go full year at university. So you need to. Thoughts on Kenzo mechanical injection. I like it better than the other mechanical injection systems out there. But their technology in terms of throttle bodies and modules combined with modern sequential fuel injection is a win-win. So as much as I like the mechanical injection, you cannot experience the atomization that you can with electronic fuel injection. So I tend to combine two. I love Kindred modules combined with high pressure and high atomization injector nozzles that are electronic. What's the square on the driver's side cage where the A-pillar meets the upper hoop on the new 935? What is the square on the driver's side cage where the A pillar meets in the hoop. Oh, in the back. So that big square is a box that I had to cut out, courtesy of my good friend Steen, Chassis, Jason, rest in peace, um, to allow for the larger gearbox. So I'm running this large 997 gearbox, and that's what had to happen to allow for this gearbox to even fit, so that's why. How do you cool the K3D batteries? Asked kids, dentist Salem. Well, by convection and conduction. So inside my boxes, in the front and rear, I actually have copper plates. And those copper plates sit on my cooling tabs on the side of each battery module and with a paste and has contact with the outside of the box. So I tend to use conduction and convection to wick heat away from the batteries and keep my batteries from experiencing hot spots within. So it's air-cooled right now. And in temperate temperatures, it's fantastic. No challenge whatsoever, especially if I start beating on them. But in very hot temperatures, I know better. So if my ambient starts going north of 90 plus degrees Fahrenheit, I do not. Batteries like to feel good like we do. So if you feel good in a car, guess what? your batteries are happy too. That's kind of my rule of thumb. So if you're in 70s to 80s degrees Fahrenheit, oh, it feels good, your batteries feel good. But if it's like 15 degrees Fahrenheit, or 130, you don't feel good, your batteries don't feel good either. Anyway, Mike is asking, do any interns? Of course we do. If you're hardworking and if you do a good job, we probably absorb you. Is your Cersei still for sale and how much? Yes, I think good. I have it for sale for, are you ready for this? Are you ready? 15,000 US. That is less than what it cost me to build the motor alone. <laughs> and the car has barely two, 3,000 miles on it. And turbocharged has a potential of 550. That's what it makes. But at 550 horsepower, it breaks gearbox left and right. So I detuned it to 300 wheel. And you can always bump it up at your discretion, at your risk of destroying the gearbox again. So I have another gearbox in there, which is pretty crazy. But uh, long story short, my wallet's falling out. Anyway, so that being said, um, it's still for sale. So if you're interested, we can make it happen. Efren, I couldn't afford you as an intern. Even if I don't pay you as an intern, I couldn't afford you, Efren. But Efren, I still do need that part from you. So guys, Efren Porsche is someone who is very near and dear to me. When I talk about friends and family, he is both combined very good guy. I've sourced quite a few cars from him. Um, believe it or not, I met him prior to even build my very first Porsche, and he had faith in me. He has given me some great pointers. He's a great broker. He's helped me sell products and buy products as well, and has just been a great positive influence on me. So if you ever need a roller, shell, um, parts, hit up Ephraim Porsche. He is well-connected. He can do everything. He focuses mostly on, on, on air cool setups, whether it's even the exotic stuff that you can barely find for 935s or 906s or or, or special witches 911s or if you have a few water cooled stuff you can do that and for you JDM heads he's a hardcore um, how should I say he's a bit of a hardcore Rotary fan <laughs> which is interesting greetings from Netherlands oh thank you so much Brescia good seeing you indeed do you own an RWB as Ethan Nugwin no I do not even though I've worked with Nakai on six cars for customers I've never owned one um, once again I love what Nakai has done with the GT2, an exaggeration of that. Um, I'm a little bit taken aback of some of the clients he has because they pretty much have stock cars, they never modify the cars, they just look fast, but they're not. As you know, I'm a very professional, I love professional, built, high-performance cars. And when we work on them, of course, we get the looks to match the performance, or the performance to match the looks. But I'm, I'm not very happy seeing a bone stock 964 with an RWB kit that's now slower than stock because it's wider and it's heavier and it's less aerodynamic. You need the power to be able to match it. But I don't own one. So as you see what I'm doing, I'm doing something very different. I'm really focusing on that era of the Group 5 racing of Porsche's, how shall I say, glory days and old school times. Because I grew up in that era. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a 70s baby. So that being said... I love those boxy, wedge-shaped cars of the Capri's and the Porsche 935, I just love that. So I have this one electric one, I have a, a, a petrol one, I, I, and I have a client's one sitting right there, and I have more, to come. I'm just pretty excited, you know? Form over function or function over form? Function over form, sir, and uh, it's so weird you brought that up when Efren's here, because him and I talk about that a lot. I, as a racer for many years, didn't care about how my car looked. My cars were devoid of crazy aero stuff or weight or looks. Even nice paint jobs, I just wanted them to go fast and perform and even the cars I built for OEMs tend to look factory but have a lot of performance. It's only until I built this K3V where I kind of handed the reins of the looks to a very creative group of people in Andy Blackmore and Misa and Ra Chung did this come to life to look like this? Um, and even some influence from Juni Mai, formerly of Mattel, to really help with this. And then, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. People first were attracted to the car. Like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Oh, it's electric? What the heck? So only then was I able to, like, oh, wow. I guess even for my clientele, it's important for the car to look the part. But it should perform. But if I had to choose one over the other, it would definitely be function over form. Have a great day, R35, R13. Stay safe indeed, and hope you're doing well. Thank you so much. Would you drive a lowrider car? Absolutely, or par se. I would absolutely do that, for sure. There is something about me. Even if I don't build lowriders, even if I don't, I don't build drift cars, even if I'm in a motorcycle scene, even if I don't build cars for Bonneville or off-road, I can appreciate the attention, the detail, and effort that goes into those cars. You know, what's really interesting um, is, uh, if you go to a lowrider show and you look at the attention, the detail, and just the details on the cars, I mean, the chrome and the paint jobs and interior, and the, there's a, the gas tanks. You don't even see gas tanks, but if you go on the cars and look at the gas tanks, they're chrome, and they have, they have etching on them. They have like the, the, these... Beautiful artwork, it's just, I'm, I'm serious, guys. I, I appreciate that, you know? Um, anyway, I think there's a good question here. Um, talk about your Dyn PSI lines for all your return systems. What, well, Andy, artwork, that's a great question. I think you asked me a question on DMs as well. So the one thing um, that I like about our friends from Dyn PSI, and they they partnered with me a little bit on the K3V and quite a bit on this M16, is they really take the guesswork out of lines. Now, for many years, I have done braid lines as like far back as my CRX, to my InSight, and it's really been a lot of try and error. So I take a measurement with tape measure. Um, sometimes I use flexible tape measure or cloth tape measure to help me get around things, but I can't quite get the bend radius proper. So many times I go super long, and then it doesn't quite look right. And then I take it back to the shop and cut it down, and I'm too short. Now I've destroyed the whole line. And as you think about dash 16, dash 12, those braid lines start adding up in price. They get pretty expensive. So here comes Dime PSI. Dime has this system where they have these segments, these rattlesnake segments. And they look like rattlesnakes, really cool, with segments. And you can literally mimic with the bend radius and the connection for your beginning and end. And then all you have to do is go online to the website, put in what segments you used and what ends you used, and boom, test it, done. They send it to you, and it's perfect. No guesswork anymore. And then if you're building multiple cars like we tend to do, you don't have to keep measuring each time or taking it off to measure. You already have it in the system. You can just order it again, and boom, it comes to you. And they knock that thing out in a day. Like literally, I ordered something on Monday, and it came on Tuesday. How crazy is that? So I've used them on this for the oil lines, the coolant lines, my oil return lines, my oil feed lines. Um, I was so impressed. I'm not going to do my, my vent lines for my catch tanks to my catch can. It's great stuff. I like those guys a lot. They're very, very good, you know? Very clever, huh? It's very smart. So they're here on Instagram, Dying PSI. The proprietor, Brandon, he's a great guy. Brandon McGrath, he actually won SEMA's New Innovative Award. So even a big organization like SEMA recognized his ingenuity with this product and help racers and aerospace and motorsport all around the world, which is great, you know? Ever been to the WaterSea GTI treffen in Austria? No, I have not. I've seen photos and it looks like a grand old time, but I had not had the opportunity yet. What is a dream car or the car you would like to get? Get or build? A car that I would love to experience and get would be the Porsche 918. That car is the epitome of Porsche's road-going technology where they took the best of the best in their arsenal of EV technology and the best of the best in petrol technology combined the two into this beautiful roadster that's just gorgeous to look at from every angle so I love it I appreciate technology um don't like how you have what you have to do to maintain it half the cars come apart just to do some decent service to it but anyway but I would love to have that car which is pretty good you know what about your your turbo oil tank return would that be for sale so Andy I've made those for years um for my own project cars, if you're interested in buying some, let me know. I may have one or two left over. But you know, some turbo manufacturers tend to change their, their patterns for drains, so I may need that dimension from you, and I may have some more here. But um, I pretty much machined those and had them machined and finished up for my own project in-house. So I have them quite a few. I have them on this car. I have them on the IROC um, twin turbo. Uh, I have it on my um, center seat Porsche out there. I've on quite a few calls. Um, But uh, if you need some, let me know. Maybe I can check and see if I have any more stock or move up some for you. Just let me know. Hmm? For the GT2878R, since I'm not a Garrett guy, I'm really big on precision and turbonetics. I may need your assistance on the dimensions, eyelet to eyelet center, the dimensions of the bolt holes for the drain. And maybe you can help that, you know? Learning a lot about chemistry for the turbo fans lately. Wow, that's pretty nice. Ah, methacylate mesocrylate glue is my... Wow, that's very nice, d good seeing. Dylan, are you still doing Aerofans at all? Are you still doing that? Let me know, I'm very curious. Because I wouldn't mind incorporating some of your stuff on my newer projects. Let me know. Because I haven't worked with you in a while, and I'm actually missing working with you. Anyway, hola, Victoria. Thank you for joining. I don't know what hablan means, but my pleasure indeed, Andy. Just let me know. Oh, do I speak Spanish? No, I do not, unfortunately. Do I invest? Yes, I do. Absolutely. In myself and many others as well. Um, I'm having a great day as well. You know what's even great? Because today is my daughter's birthday. She turns eight. And my good friend Sal, if you're still here, happy birthday to you as well. Um, But that being said, guys, I do have to fly. It's one o'clock almost now in California. But I really appreciate you guys joining me on this new Tech Tuesday. Thanks for listening to my insight on driving the K3V on a racetrack, my build of the new M16, how the braking clutches, my favorite cars, what got me into tuning, all that fun stuff. Thank you for the happy birthday to Inkira as well. And guys, enjoy your afternoon, and I will see you soon. Take care. Stay safe. Bye-bye.